This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hello and welcome to MS Momentum, the radio show for people living with MS, their family, whanau and support team. I'm Valerie, which I forgot to say last time, and the field officer. Surprise, surprise, still here. Today's radio star is Joy, the regional coordinator for neighbourhood support, and this is the second of our interviews with Joy. So hello and welcome along again to our wee show. Thank you, Val. Like now, we're going to start, this one's going to be a bit different than the last one. So we're going to, um, for a kickoff, I'm going to say the Carnegie Trust in the UK states there are four integral elements for community well-being. One is voice, so being heard in your community. Choice about what happens. Control, being part of what happens. And number four is a sense of belonging. So after having a look at your fabulous website, it's clear that um, Neighbourhood Support utilises similar concepts to engage with communities. Can you talk us through the ways that Neighbourhood Support engages with local communities that targets the voice, choice, control and sense of belonging? Well, we believe in connected communities. If you're mm-hmm. connected, then you're going to be a lot safer. And if you're um, safer, you're going yes. to be and connected. You're going to be resilient when something yep. bad happens or mm. you know challenges come. So uh, we like to do the one-on-one contact with people. Yeah, that's the first level. At a street contact level, we'll do a higher level one where we will be at events and people can come and talk to us about their different mm-hmm. issues. We participate in a lot of community groups around the city, so yep. we're part of the South Dunedin Network. We liaise with Northeast Valley Project. Oh yes, um, we're part of the Community Builders Team. Yeah, we're members of the Otapoti Community Support Group, and that's networking groups where we yes. share information. We're also a place-based funded through our Mosguild um, Encouraging Safety Project. Mm-hmm. So we engage with the community there through Jackie who can come into the police station and talk to her okay. at, at various levels. So, yes, we're um, totally appreciative of the fact that there's still a big cohort of people who aren't that tech savvy for yes. all sorts of reasons. Sometimes it's financial. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that they don't want to engage. They're at a certain age now and they just it's too hard. Yep. So we need to consider all platforms of communication. Yes, we do. And that's um, I think COVID brought that to highlighted that, but also there's a yeah there's a lot of people who uh, for economic reasons don't engage, mm. and actually it's knowing, learning, not wanting to learn as you say, but mm. it's also like I think about my mother who's knocking on eighty and she really struggles with her cell phone. Mm. She takes photos of the great grandchildren, but she can't open a photo if you send it to her. Right. So it's um she loves the fact she can take photos of the kids when she's with them. Mm. And that's straight there, like unlike when you had to spend mm. two weeks waiting for the development of mm. the film. But it's she's still quite hard about that. But it's also about what happens in your neighbourhood and about being part of what happens as well. And the thing is, um, nothing works if it's top down. No. Everything has to be driven from yeah. the ground up. When people on the ground own own the idea are participating in it, yeah, it'll absolutely. work and it'll last. Yeah. But if, if others look in and or parachute over the hill or come over and think, oh, we've got a good idea, let's do this, that's not going to work. It's, no, it might doesn't. work for a one-off, but it won't last. Mm. Sustainable um, connectedness and growth in a community happens when it's led by the community itself. Yeah, absolutely. And any whether that's a larger regional community or a small group of people, yep. those community things too. So you have, um, we just had a wee chat too about community-led de- lead development. So yep. that's 
that's part of your yeah. neighbourhood support group yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. Getting that people in there from the grassroots There's and doing that. There's a great book called ABCD, Asset-Based Community Development. Oh, wow. And um, it's it's all about that. So, like, neighbourhood support will partner with other groups. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned in our last programme about the Whanau Fun Day in South Dunedin, yeah. which is a partnership between the local police who know what's going on in that area. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood support who's able to bring in other partners and mm-hmm. will run the barbecue. Um, uh, Maori wardens came along. Oh, uh, nice. Fire and emergency come along. So everyone has their own part to play yeah. in putting together an event or a, a, a project. And it's about having a common goal and bringing what you have to the table. Yeah. And then everybody is using the assets that you have yes. on the ground and that way you develop your project or your community. Because I know, I think I remember that you worked with Kainga Aura a, couple, a year or two ago about Murray Street, a Murray Street barbecue. Yes, yes. Um, again, we're, still, we're more than happy to do that with any group um, mm. because our motto is building, creating safe, connected, resilient communities. And yep. those events do just that. Uh, one of the pluses of... Uh, the fun hour fun day was police were there engaging with young people and their families on a social level, right. doing fun stuff. Yes, so and, that changes how people look at the police as rather. And I know when Kainga Aura first started to, they were going to have an afternoon tea for some of their seniors. Yeah. The first thing the seniors thought was, why are they calling a meeting? Are we going to be thrown out? Oh! <gasps> And it wasn't oh, that at all. No, it was. Uh, and so those afternoon teas happened and they reached out and connected with us and we organised some speakers for them. And mm. then that turned into a Christmas lunch. And then uh, I believe, uh, I'm not sure how the, the barbecue was a Christmas thing. That's right. I'm just trying to remember how they got started. But we had, there's a playground area in that street. Yep. And so we organised a barbecue. And we've had some former refugees have moved into that area. Mm-hmm. And the first year they were naturally quite suspicious and didn't know anyone and tended oh, to just quite hard. Yep. Tended to stay in their own little bubble. Yeah. But uh, the following year we had uh, lots of community groups and, and Countdown donated food and um, Mitre 10 brought along barbecues and it was oh, nice. wonderful. Um, and after about a second or third one, the local um, folks, the former refugees, now Dunedin residents, well and yeah. truly, they put up big tables with their own food that they'd made and invited everybody to join. And oh, so, nice. So that's an expansion of yeah, what, what can be done. Yeah, but it takes time sometimes yeah. to understand each other's perspective and build relationship. And it's about having opportunities that are safe for people to feel they can just be part of and when they're ready, join in. Yep. That sounds cool. Um, randomly, I did meet a cat called Murray the other day, and oh. he was found in Murray Street, hence right. his name. So there you go, cat okay. story from Valerie. So we're going to go quickly to our musical interlude this time, which is... Joy, what's your musical interlude? People, uh, it's called Love Train. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, people know that line, people of the world join hands, form a mm. love train. Now, the reason I picked this song is because... Two years ago in June, we're going into a uh, biennial conference. We were up in Wellington, and there was a, a gentleman who's a Hastings City Councillor called Hanare O'Keefe, mm. and he talked about how he saw what was going on in his community of Flaxmere and how disconnected people were and how right. tough it was. Yeah, 
the most inspirational stories he told. He had grown men, police officers, almost in tears. And at the end of his talk, he played this track. Oh, right. And got every single person in the room up, dancing around the room, forming a train. Oh, nice. And so you had hardened police officers, (laughs) you had older ladies, you had younger people, and you couldn't wipe the smiles off their faces. Oh, that's it delicious. so amazing. And that's how easy it can be yep. to get people together. Absolutely. Food and uh, kind, kind music work yeah, well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, Okay. was a musical interlude which was Love Train Love Train by the OJs I think yes it was there we are so Joy we've been having a chat in the last me- last radio show about what happened COVID and how that worked for people but can you talk about what's happening now because of COVID for well, I think sport? COVID made everybody think 
and reflect mm. on how they practice, what they do, yep. who they work with. Everyone in the not-for-profit sector is under the pump. Yes, yes we Under are. the pump. There's always more work to do than there is mm. capacity to do it. Yeah. And for our particular organisation, that has certainly been the case. Uh, so the challenges around that are we've got uh, increased demand, same amount of capacity yeah. and needing to uh, apply for funding to, to keep it all done. So I thought perhaps because I'm new in the role as well, mm. it was helpful for me to have an oversight, overview of what we've been doing, yeah. what, what, what are we doing now and how can that be, you know, what can we do about that to make us more effective and efficient in okay. the future? So uh, we've got the young people from the University of Otago, the Ignite students. Yay! They are fabulous. They are great, um, aren't they? And they have been interviewing me and some board members mm-hmm. and getting a lot of information, and they're going to compile a report with some recommendations on, yep. on we've talked about some of the challenges that I've even mentioned to you in our interviews, and they are taking that on board and with their very bright, capable mm, minds bright are minds. applying themselves to what are possible solutions. And the good thing about young people is they don't know that there's nothing you can't do. <laughs> so they will no doubt, it's just yep. inspirational to be around them because yep. they're energised, they're capable, and it's, it does your heart good to think this is the future of our planet. These young people mm. are looking after, are going to be great leaders of our community. So Ignite are in the process now of working with us and we'll come up with a report, I think, about May. We'll have yeah. a report as to how So Ignite are through the business school? Yes, and they are supervised, mentored by a business manager, I believe, yeah. in the city and also one of the senior staff from the business school. Yeah, professor we, we worked with them uh, a couple of years ago and they're fantastic for not-for-profits. Yes. And I know that it was the Ignite group that set up the Relay for Life that the Cancer Society used. Indeed, I did not know that. Yeah, so that Doesn't came, surprise me. No, so that came from the Ignite and they're so excited and they don't, yeah, they're, you're right, they don't know any barriers so they're in there doing it and they come up with great solutions. Yeah. That's and a it's nice that connection, having that connection with the university. Indeed. And, and, yeah, and I, I think, really like I think that. that's something you'll be aware of, Val, and maybe some not-for-profits perhaps in the city aren't, but we have a fabulous university and, and a polytechnic, do. and yep. they have students who are willing to, mm. wanting to help, wanting to get involved. It's good for them. It's good for their practice. It's good for their CV. Yep. Uh, we've, we we need to make, make the most of these assets oh, that we've absolutely. got. Like we work with the um, occupational therapy school. Yes. We work with the social work school. We work with the physio school. Yeah. Um, like I'm on the PAC for the occupational therapy school, so we get to, I get to have input on behalf of my clients, which is good. But uh, and the medical students, and it's so good for them to have first hand knowledge of people's lives That's and right. lived experiences, That's right. and also to work with it within the not for profit sector because quite often, particularly the ignite ones, had no idea how hard it was to get funding. That's right. So then they look at things quite differently. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, okay, no, where are you going to get the money from? So it's it's really good that we in Dunedin and in the wider Mosgiel have those groups of students that we can shoulder tap and say, well, have you thought about doing this? 
And it's great if you get an intern or a student placed mm. with you. It, it's important that we are, give them our very best because oh, this is critical for them and their learning yeah. and they want a good outcome to their course. But it's a huge win for the organisation. Mm. So I'm talking with Polytech at the moment about the possibility of getting a uh, – well, I'm actually having a meeting. I haven't spoken to in person yet. We've just been emailing. But yeah. the outcome, we hope, will be that we'll get some young person placed with us to help oh, do yay. some work. Yes, well, that's the hope. That's what the initial engagement will be about. Yeah, we have um, we have two occupational therapy students a year. I've had them before; they're fantastic. They are great, and we had we've had a couple of I've had social work students with me, and the young Josh, who was listeners would be aware, was made to do some radio shows last year, and he was great because I just took him everywhere and introduced him to everybody. Yeah, because he'd no, no. It's sometimes it's not about who you what you know. It's who you know. Yes, indeed. And for those for him going into the social work community, having access to other networks outside of that before he gets in there, I think will do him well. Yeah, and it will. And he'll he was being invited to share that knowledge with other students. Yes, as well. Right. So that's good. So that's a good learning for them. Yeah, it's a whole and, circle completed, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. great. It is great. So. And you talked about the South Dunedin Community Network that you work with them quite closely well, as well. Robin McLean down there is doing a fantastic job and mm. uh, Otago Neighbourhood Support is very keen to get more involved in South Dunedin and it has um, its challenges because of the nature of South Dunedin. Yeah. Uh, people tend to go and live there because the housing is cheaper to rent yep. or cheaper to buy. So they may not stay there forever. Once they've um, sorted out their finances, they then mm. move on to their own home or to a different part of the city. So it can be a little transient and hard to break into. Yeah, It's good to connect in with um, Robin and her team and be involved in the South Dunedin Network and the South Dunedin Hui. Uh, they're doing a great job about engaging with their community and the plus side of that is we can we can jump on that platform as well and see what Neighbourhood Support can do to tailor yeah. its message and tailor to fit that particular community. Like we said earlier, uh, you know, um, Every community is different. Mm, yeah, it is. It's not worse. It's not better. It's just what it is. Yeah. And uh, we one size does not fit all. No, it's quite – it can be quite um, – like I notice because I go around Otago, as you do also, that different communities work differently. That's right. Yeah. So you need to work within those communities to get that, to get information to them and to get information from them can yeah, be quite you, tricky. And you will know you've got to find that key connector yep. person. Yeah, you've really done. For do. us up in the Middle March area, it's um, the constable up there, mm-hmm. police officer up there, Albie. He's fantastic. He contacted us. Oh gosh, it might be a while back now. There's a program called uh, Safer Schools, Safer Safer Farms. Oh, Safer Farms. Safer Farms, okay. and they trialled it in Middle March, and he oh, got right. hold of Jackie and Mosgiel, and she went up and gave him a hand. And since then, we've been working with the person who's developing this program mm. and connecting her with people with, down in yep. the rural areas because she's based in Canterbury. It is an amazing program and it's basically, tragically, this lady lost her husband in an in a, on-farm accident. Mm-hmm. and right. that, that It's unfortunately quite common. Yes, and that sort of triggered her, I'm going to do something about it. Mm. She's an amazing woman. She's a trained teacher. She's happy to do little modules for the school so they oh, can carry. Oh, nice. She's, she's coming at it from the point of view that if we get the kids educated, yep. when they go out with mum or dad, 
They'll oh, educate. Dad, Dad, you haven't got your helmet on. Or, yeah, Dad, absolutely. should we have a firearm in the front of the car, you know, in the truck, you know, when we're yep. going out? So, um, again, that's a whole different community. Mm. And the person that we could connect with was Albie. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, he knows who, and, and he got to us and said, look, we've got an issue up here with poaching. All oh, right. So neighbourhood support actually does have anti-poaching signs. I did wonder, because I looked at your website and I did wonder about <laughs> about the poaching signs. Yes. So, of course, uh, we gave Wellington quite a shock when we got <laughs> hold of them and said we want 200. They couldn't understand oh, wow. why we wanted. And we were very fortunate because the Strathtory Community Board paid for those signs. Nice. So they're going up all over the hinterland in Strathtyree. And, of course, it has Neighbourhood Sport logo on it, but it has the New Zealand Police logo on it. Okay, and I so don't that's... know if I mentioned this before, but, you know, it's proven that if you've got a Neighbourhood Support area or even these signs, it reduces crime. Really? It's a proven fact. Wow. So uh, we need to get a wee report from Mr Lynch up in Middlemarch on how things are going and what the farmers are saying to him. Oh, that'll be great. I mentioned to you in the last episode about joining forces. Mm. Uh, a lady came up. We had some of these signs, the rural signs there. Yeah. And a lady came up to me, and she was from Southland, but she was just up visiting her daughter, and they were farming right. in Southland. She said, I know that, you know, I'm not really part of this or anything else, but... But we have terrible trouble with poaching. Could we have one of those signs? Oh, wow. And See, she said, I know oh. I'm not even from here. And I went, well, if it's going to stop poaching, it's better on your fence than it is sitting in our cupboard. Yep. So exactly. we gave her a sign and she was very happy. And, I mean, that's good PR for us. People will say, where did you get that sign from? Oh, neighbourhood support. So that's really good because it can be quite hard to get in, get it in into rural communities. And, yeah, well, and again, you've got to have the connector. You do. And, and so you I do. think it's in anything you do, it's about thinking – of the big picture. You know, what is the big picture? What is the big picture and how do you sort that out with your role? That's great. This has been Emmy Smellington with very special radio star Joy from Neighbourhood Support. So thank you very much, Joy, once again for your time. And can you tell us how to get in touch with Neighbourhood Support Otago, please? Okay, so you can contact me at coordinator at nsotago.nz or call me on 027-476-6047, or go on the Neighbourhood Support New Zealand website and look out for the Otago Neighbourhood Support website, which is coming your way soon. (laughs) (laughs) This has been MS Momentum. Thank you very much for your time. The Otago Multiple Sclerosis Society aims to empower people with multiple sclerosis and their families by providing them with information and skills to participate actively in the community in ways that are meaningful to them. msotago.org.nz or give us a call toll free on on 0508 MS Otago. That's 0508 6768 246. Otago Multiple Sclerosis Society working for the people of Otago. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.